Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the MLS Fantasy Insider podcast, brought to you by MLS Fantasy Boss and hashtag Dare to Opara, or is it hashtag Dare to Morales? I don't know. Either way, it's actually r slash fantasy MLS, a fantastic community of Reddit. Like always, I have some great people joining me, and uh, some of the same names as, as last week. Here are a couple, a couple people down, but I have Simon, uh, Jason, a.k.a. Jaywoo from MLS Fantasy Viz, and then also Jason, a.k.a. Antioch from the MLS Fantasy Boss Boards. How you doing, guys? Pretty good. How are you, Reed? What's going on? I cannot complain. Uh, so how did your teams do this week? I know I felt pretty down on mine at the start, but ended up pretty excited at the end. How about you? Yeah, I took a minus eight this week and then had three guys not play and take three zeros. And it wasn't too bad after all, because I captained Javi and he really came through. So, uh, what, 50-something points even with three zeros? Not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah, I've had Opara on my team all, all year, so I, I didn't jump on the bandwagon, but that was that worked out pretty well. And then Pedro Morales was my captain. I was a little panicky until the, until the uh, last minute where he got the assist or whatever it was that put him over. So pretty good, 67 points. Not bad. Yeah, I did pretty good too. I mean, I've had Opara, thanks to Brent and our uh, fantasy uh, MLS fantasy boss uh, chat. He's he got me on Opara early, and 17 points was fantastic. But uh, I actually sold Kaká for Morales and Captain Morales, and it kind of worked out for me. But uh, yeah, I got a uh, 69 points, and I jumped up from like I want to say 3,800 to 1,860. So making headway. Nice. Nice, that's right. I got uh, 85 myself. With, nice. I, I did have um, Opara, but I, I captained uh, Joralis this, this week, so I did not dare to Opara. But I, I was ready for an awful score. I took a negative 8 as well. I was just like, well, whatever. Let's Here's hoping the double game week comes out. So the MLS fantasy gods are fickle. But I was happy this week. Uh, so we got uh, streamings all worked out now, Simon. All the all the options the that people want to tune yeah, into the, to the it, podcast. It absolutely is. So you can go to iTunes, of course, and find us MLS Fantasy Insider. I guess you already know what the show is if you're listening to it. But you can find us. Hit subscribe and give us a nice rating if you feel like it's a good podcast. And if Stitcher is your thing because you don't like to use iTunes or whatever, we are finally up on Stitcher. I'm sorry it took so long, but it's there for you now. So go listen on Stitcher. Listen however you want. It's all there. iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. You can do all those options. Fantastic. And if you're listening to this podcast from the MLS Fantasy Boss webpage right now, I will do my best to put to remember to put links to those sites in case one of those is better for you than doing it online. So moving right along, we've got a lot of stuff to go over today. We had a lot of great questions posted to r slash fantasy MLS, so we'll try to get to that as, as soon as we can. So if questions are really your thing, just skip ahead a little bit. There's, there's a good chunk of them there. But I want to make sure everyone knows about the disciplinary committee this week. Um, some people are coming back. Some people are going off, like Higuain is off. So if you're expecting him for a double game week, you know he's going to be missing one game. A couple of guys are still injured. I know uh, Dempsey has some questions going on with him. And then Axel is one everyone's asking questions about, as well as some guys from D.C. So I don't know. Check those out. 
it's it's the best place at in Twitter to, to get those updates. Just so you guys know, too, burn bomb or burn bomb should be out. I want to say, I think um, it was four to six weeks in Opar A with an E. Uh, it's five point one million dollars and could be a viable option at center back. There you go. Well, since you kicked it off already, uh, give us some of your picks then for this round four there, Jason. Um, you talk about my. You want my picks for next game week or this past game week? Uh, sorry, for round five. For round for five. Round, yes. Yeah, so for round five, I actually, um, I I personally really like Lloyd. Um, I'm going to be bringing Lloyd in um, to bring my formation to a 4-4-2. Um, I really like Dallas's schedule coming up. Um, I know that I believe they're playing Portland, and I know Portland likes to always, you know, get a late equalizer and tie up. But I feel like Lloyd has some great BP potential. And then I've had Jarrellis in my team for a while, and. Since I met him last week during the Toronto game, he put his arm around me. I told him he was my captain. He said, don't ever take it off. So, Javi, if you're listening, I'm leaving it on you. So I would say I would agree with Zach Lloyd. He's been one of the most consistent players. I mean, we only have four weeks of data, but a 9-4, can't really beat that. Um, Failhaber is in the same boat, a 10-6, and a 6. I like consistent bonus point players, so I would – you know, look. I think either of those are great picks for the coming week. Um, also, Jovinko, is that how you pronounce it? I don't even know. But uh, I don't know. He's a fun player to watch. Toronto, you know, is getting players back from the international um, week. So I, I think you know their matchup against Chicago. I think they'll do good. Yeah, I like both of the Moraleses. Um I think San Jose is maybe a little bit overhyped right now, and Javier Morales will have another third good week in a row. Preach, brother, preach. <laughs> so about forwards, yeah. I know that's a pretty hot topic. I see people post a lot, and no one really mentioned a forward. I know we had uh, David Villa out last week, surprisingly. Who stands out for you guys this week? I don't know, maybe Martins? I don't know, is... is... I guess Dempsey will be back. I, think I mean, have... here's the thing. Hopefully Martins will actually be back because he was out injured, and it looks like he will be, but I guess Houston also hasn't really conceded that many goals so far. So Martins might heard, be questionable injury-wise. I've heard a lot of people big on Dwyer since Philly's defense isn't too hot, and I know Dwyer's had a lot of really good chances the past four weeks, but, I mean... He looks good. I mean, Audi looks like he's doing pretty good, too. He's been scoring a lot, but, I mean, FC Dallas's defense has been good. And what about Keane? I mean, no one's mentioned Keane. I know Vancouver's got a really good defense, but Keane's always good for something. Yeah, it seems like Keane, if he's not putting up 10-plus, then he doesn't really get a lot of attention, but a couple of sevens, that's not bad. Indeed not. Uh, but someone who is getting attention that you missing there, mentioned there, Jason, uh, is, is Failhaber. I, I know I kind of have gone back and forth with him. Usually plays in that defensive midsection, but with Zussi out for next right. week and been kind of quiet recently, uh, he's he seems to up and coming. Agree, guys? Do you guys agree that that's, that's something people to take a look at from now? Definitely. Yeah, that's a great point. He's a BP magnet, and that's I completely forgot that Zussi was injured and out, and he should probably move up. He's taking a lot of the set pieces, and uh, yeah, probably a good shot for this week. Yeah, which which could be better because he's been playing with Zusi, and so now without him there, maybe he moves into that role. Uh, he's already seems to be playing box to box, so uh, I don't know. For me personally, if he's he's the guy to go with this week, but he's he's definitely a little bit better value than some of those 10, 11 million people. 
And remember how well he did uh, during the World Cup last year when Zussi was out. Very true, very true. Any keepers? I just will cover that real quick. Any any keepers stand out to you or pretty pretty standard from last week? With the Ousted. <laughs> I mean, I haven't. I'm a bit. I'm big on one keepers and or just having one keeper in Ousted to me is good. And even though it's against LA, I, I'll, I'll stick with Ousted. They didn't do much against DC, so of course that was without their big guns. If Ramondo looks like a good shout too against San Jose if he is playing. I know we only played what. 45 minutes today, but we'll see if he plays. I'm assuming he'll play in against San Jose that doesn't look too potent. I think could be a good shout, too. Well, good deal. Uh, so we'll just we'll cut that right there. We'll mention some more players and the questions coming up, but I always like to get the, the first off of your mind before we get started. Uh, before we go, though, any must-have players from for this round? Chorales for me. Lloyd, too, I should say. So I'd say Fellhaber or either of the Moraleses. Yeah, both the Moraleses. Maybe Beta Shore if you want to plan ahead for the double game week coming up. I don't know. A bit of a Morales sandwich with there. Yeah. Well, so that was fun. We're getting ready to start our community time. So if you want to take a break now, then go ahead and do that and hit pause, come back, listen to these great questions from the r slash MLS community. All right. Our first question is from TC Mogan. I think that's how you say that. Can we count on players returning from international duty playing this weekend, specifically Ramos and Hernandez? I can't say specifically with Ramos and Hernandez. I tried to find some info, but I wasn't really coming up with anything. But I believe that most, uh, almost all the players are going to be back. I haven't heard of anyone who's not going to be. So, correct me if I'm wrong. That's, that's the same thing I've heard. I, I'm not really expecting anyone to be out unless they're suddenly come up injured. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, uh, I haven't really heard anything. I've been keeping more of a... A look on you know RSL players, but I couldn't tell you about Ramos or Hernandez. But if they're back, yeah, get them in. After the round five buys, it's time to jump on the BWP uh, and Sam train. I mean, they look they they both look real good. I mean, I'm I I, I was very uh, skeptical about BWP, you know, without Thierry there, but he's done really well and Sam's been great. But uh. Um, they're not in my plans for this this early part of the season, so I'm going to say no, but hey, if that's something you want to do, go get it. Um, I think that Bradley Lee, Wright Phillips, is a bad player, and I don't want him on my team. But Lloyd Sam, maybe, yeah. Um, no, the Red Bull, in all seriousness, the Red Bulls look really good, and I think it's probably crazy not to have at least one of them on your team. Maybe not right away after round five, but after these double game weeks in six and seven, then that might be a really good time to jump on them if you got the transfers available. Yeah, I would just add that McCarty, um, Dax McCarty, is a little bit cheaper than Sam and is keeping up points wise. He's two points behind, but you know, most of his, a lot of his points come from bonus points. I think he may be more reliable over the long run, and I think he's going to be involved in the attack too. So, might save you a little money there. That's a good point. I, I'm a big fan of Sam myself. I don't, I don't know if I'm on the Bradley Wright Phillips train just yet. Um, but I, I've liked Sam for a couple of years, and so I think he's really has a great opportunity to step up now. So I would be more tempted by a New York player, probably about round seven. I think they have a couple of of home games leading into a double game week, so that would be a bit more tempting for me. So I might hold off one more, maybe see how they react after the bye. Kind of a challenging game, and then and then think about it. Uh, Columbus has a bye week and then a double game week. Um, this is from Sean Zero Michael. Uh, Columbus has a bye week, then a double game week. Should I pick up anyone from my bench this week or wait until game week six? 
Um, Sean, I'm not a big fan of stashing players on my bench, even if they're six million, five million, or eleven million. Um, I like to put all my money into my starting eleven. Personally, um, I would wait um, and then do it. I'm personally not going to have anybody in Columbus's lineup. Um, I'm actually I have, I'm going to have four Vancouver players. Um, I just that's just the way my strategies work in this season. So personally, no, I wouldn't put anyone on my bench. Yeah, I'll agree with Jason. Uh, unless you have a transfer to burn that you aren't going to use, I don't see why you need to keep people on your bench. Yeah, but even if you have an extra transfer, just save it till the next week. You you know, one transfer carries over, so just wait till the Friday before the double game week starts to make sure you don't pick up someone who gets injured or whatever. Yeah, I totally agree. I more meant if they have two this week and two next week right, and they right. weren't planning to use gotcha, either gotcha. of them. But But yeah, absolutely. Well, I guess I'm the lone voice on the other side of the table. I, after being passionate about studs and duds for, I guess, a year and a half now, I, I'm actually having a bit of a change of heart and considering some more of, of a bench. I brought in Grana last week uh, when I had to take a, a negative four transfer because of some, some injuries. I brought him in specifically with the point of sitting him during this round so I could have him for the double game week and I wouldn't have to take a negative then. Um, so I, I don't think I would pick him up right now, specifically because of the of the bye week. Unless you're maybe doing a wild card and you could you could handle it. But right. I I'm not against uh, some long term planning like that. And our next question comes from Darcam Seven. Should we be loading up on defenders over mids and forwards due to their tendency to play the full ninety in double game weeks? Also, do you think Rivero slash Morales in Vancouver and Higuain slash Kamara will play 90 minutes each in their double game weeks? Um, the first part of that, no, I don't think you should necessarily be loading up on defenders over midfielders and forwards. I would just try and make sure that no matter what position you're choosing, you're choosing guys that will probably play in both games. Um Rivero and Morales will probably each play 90 minutes, but we don't really, or the full 90 both games, although we don't really know because we haven't seen Rivero um, play a double game week yet. And Morales every once in a while gets gets rested in double game weeks, one of the games, or comes off the bench. But they still seem like both really good pickups. Higuain will be suspended for the first game of the Columbus double game week. And I don't know about Kamara. In the past, I don't think he's shown the tendency to get rested. Although, again, it's been a couple of years since he's been in MLS, so maybe that changes. Yeah, I pretty much agree. So the only thing I would add is that if forwards play the full 90, both games play 180 minutes, they're more likely to score big. So if you can pick the guy that's going to, you know, but who knows if that's going to happen. They are less likely to play the whole time. And as he said, you know, pick, pick the players who are going to do good in one game. And, you know, if they play two, it's just, a bonus, really. Um, goalkeepers, though, I would probably try to get one or the other of the teams. Goalkeepers are the most likely to play point eighty, and the most likely to score big. So, dare to Ousted? Question mark. <laughs> I don't know. What about we throw Ka in there? Uh, I know some people are kind of down on him because he missed round three, uh, though that was because of of a uh, baby. But some people are questioning if he'll actually play the full one eighty. I think uh, the Rivero, um, or, yeah, Rivero Morales is. I think that they're pretty much a lock to play 90 unless injury, or I'm sorry, 180 minutes unless injury. Um, 
you know, Iguain is going to be suspended the first one. Um, I personally don't. I, I had Cam, uh, Kamara the first couple game weeks, and um, I don't think he's going to do much without Iguain. Um, Finlay is a good shot potentially, and I think Grana could be good. But like I said, I'm not doing anybody from Columbus the double game week. Um, but yeah, definitely Ousted, I think, is going to do really well. Um, I'm actually going to be switching out Ka for potentially Beta Shore. Is a, that's how you say his name, I believe, Beta Shore, and yeah. uh, hopefully get that because I, I don't trust Cobb playing the full 180. I have a bit more faith than that myself and him, but I don't know. Well, let me ask you guys this question. What, who is your must-have single player for this up-and-coming game week from either Vancouver or Columbus? Hmm, let's see. It's, it's probably more Vancouver. For me, and I'd say it's it's a combination of Morales and Rivero. Yeah, Morales for me, although there's probably a pretty high chance that I'm going to have eight double game week players for this one. Wow. So, I don't know. I'm pretty bullish on both of them. Nice. Yeah, because for me, I, I, I find it hard to be having Columbus players like Columbus offensive players and then Vancouver defensive players, especially with Ousted, because that just kind of would negate points. So for me, it's like I'd rather kind of put all my eggs in one basket on the Vancouver side and hope to God Ousted and a defender can, you know, at least put one to two shutouts and clean sheets. And then offensively, I need, you know, a hat trick from Rivero and three assists from Perales. That'd be great. Right, you're almost hoping for a draw sort of in the first game when they play each other and then an explosion in in the second game. These yeah, yeah it, it's always rough. I you know, the player that's overlooked with this little question here is Maram. Because he's only he was missed the first round. Columbus had a bye, he was back the next game, and then he was called up for the third game. So he's only played one game and he scored a goal. So he's he's one that if you're getting people from Columbus, it's Maram and Kamara and Grana are the ones. Um, Clark is, of course, is also exceptional as, as a keeper. Uh, he and Ousted, that's a tough call, but uh, I give it to Ousted just because Columbus has got two road games, so that sucks. Not a fan of Finlay? Finlay's fine. I, I just I value Mara more. Nice. That's a good differential. Uh, so this next question is from Boyan Boyan. Is that how you say that? Uh, ignoring the fact that Vancouver has a great double game week coming up, should we pick? Uh, should we pick six double game week players? Columbus has two away games, or should we be focused on Philadelphia and New York City for their double game week in week seven? Uh, so I think we just talked about that in what I thought was going to be edited out, but maybe Simon can edit some of this back in. I think that it's worth picking up some double game week players from both teams. I could see uh, five to six as a minimum. I, yeah, I'm, I'll, prob I'll probably have about six on my team unless I just decide not to take some hits. But I don't really care for Philadelphia right now, so I would be more interested in New York City players for the double game week, actually New York City FC players, than... I am with, with Philly, but yeah, I, I think it's worth having a, a good mix of double game week players for this coming round in uh, round six. Yeah, I um, I actually, I just kind of answered that. I only have, I'm only using Vancouver players, um, but I actually have White and um, 
I always don't know how to say his name. Ar- Ariste or Artiste? I believe. Oh, yeah, yeah, the striker for Philadelphia. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have I have both of them in currently right now, and I'm probably just gonna leave them in. I would like to get. I believe his name is is it Hernandez from uh, NYCFC, the defender, mm-hmm. and even potentially you know David Villa if uh, depending on how his adductor strain is coming out. Yeah, I'll have a lot of players from each team on the double game weeks. I've been planning for them, and maybe planning for them so much has been a bad strategy because I have three Philly on my team right now, and they kind of suck. So, <laughs> um, totally honest. Totally honest here. Uh, and, yeah, I like New York a little bit more, though. I think it's worth having lots of double game week players. It's all about playing the odds, and sometimes you'll get screwed over, but if you got more chances to get points you'll probably end up getting more points. So this next question comes from Stalking Dwarf. Awesome name, by the way. Are there any must-have defenders for the next few game weeks? Also, is it better to have starting cheap defenders such as uh, Toya or or Holberg or Axel? <laughs> I'll just go with that, or Axel. Or should we be spending more on premium defenders such as Orpara and Hernandez? I think a mix is is the best answer for that. Um, must-haves, I think Opara, I think you want to have one Colorado defender, be that Axel or, or somebody else that's in that sub-5 range. It just, it just helps spread the money. I personally like Grana for the double game week. He was one that I brought in last week, but going forward, I think the mix is it's what best because it helps you with a potential switcheroo and just spread your money so you can easily move it back and forth if needed. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I, um, I've i had Opara since day one. Um, I had also had Ka and White, um, but I'm actually looking to transfer one of them out, probably looking more like White out, um, or potentially even just switching one of my fours and getting, um, you know, keeping Opara and then getting Lloyd is what I'm looking at doing. Um, I'm even in uh, fantasy Premier League. I've always had two pretty big name defenders. Just the reliability of always playing 90 minutes a game, uh, potentially goal goal scoring threats, uh, good uh, bonus points. I'm a big bonus point guy. Like Lloyd and Opara are going to be definite to my team, and potentially um, getting Opare from DC for the next four or five game weeks could be a good a good little uh, you know money gainer, and then DC has a pretty good schedule as well, but um, you know, I'll, I'll agree with that and a little mix of both. Yeah, I would say that, you know, Johnny Toya only has one good game so far. I think it's too early to to say he's a good value as a cheap defender. Schoberg, you know, he's played well, but I don't know what is, you know, if he's going to be starting all the time. There's some other ones that aren't too expensive, Grana, you know, either of the uh, Hernandez's. So, I look at maybe mid-level, I, I would say, with defenders as a way to go. So is that Hernandez's, or, or can we call them Hernandi? I don't Hernandi. know what's, what's the best Hernandia, name. I don't know. Hernandi's. <laughs> Hernandi's. I have no idea. That, that sounds awful. Hernandi's? <laughs> sounds like something made by Fruit of the Loom. Yeah, or if you want to get technical, Hernandez. Well, you're having a bit of a Simon Borg moment. Yep. He's not here, so I figured I had to, you know... Simon and Scott. That's for you, bro. <laughs> All right, and this next question is from RPECPDX. Uh, who's the best option looking forward? Wait, is that the same one we just did? 
It does seem like a similar question. Yeah, it's a very similar. Uh, it is. That's my fault. So let's just. You can just read the next one. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Rube, a uh, bunch of questions. So I hope I summarize it well enough. Are international weeks normally this unpredictable? I've had a hard time shipping out guys that are fit like Kaká, Via, Dwyer, and Latou. How do you handle these situations? And is a 4-4-2 the way to go in coming weeks? Um, yeah, it's, it is tough to ship out guys like Kaká, Via, Dwyer, and Latou. Um, but I, I just try to prepare, and the guys I think are going to get called up, I try to get them out of my lineup usually. Um, and then really the 4-4-2 is what I'm going for right now. Um, I, I just the way that the defenders are scoring and midfielders are scoring, and the lack of scoring from the forwards plus a lot of forwards have been, you know, on international duty like the big name ones are injured. Um, so I'm sticking with the four four two. I'm even contemplating going to a four five one, um, but that just all depends on injuries and call ups and whatnot. Really? Wow. Yeah, I actually agree exactly what was Jason said there. That summarizes it pretty well. I'm switching to a 4-4-2 starting this week. And honestly, ideally, I'd rather be in a 4-5-1. Yeah, midfielders have been pretty reliable. Forwards haven't really kicked it into to gear yet, and they're expensive for the ones who, who do. So 4-5-1 sounds pretty good. And I would say, yes, international weeks are usually this unpredictable. Maybe not quite. This seemed like a bit over the top, but it was fun, I thought. Yeah, it was fun. I, I think what really got people mostly this week was some of those unexpected injuries to like to Axel or, or to Via that, that we really didn't know until right around game time. And of course, uh, Diaz being who knows where with all that was, was throwing people for, for a curveball. But yeah, uh, unpredictability is always fun. But I'm, I don't know, I, I'm, I switched to a, I'm wanting to switch to a 4-4-2, I should say. I, I'm, uh, in that process right now. I actually just wrote an article for Fantasy Football First, the, the fantasy EPL site, uh, doing a what if I was doing a wild card right now and I went with a, a 4-4-2 with, with a couple of, of bench guys for a switcheroo. But I would almost be more tempted by a 5-4-1 than a, than a 4-5-1 just because of all these clean sheets. But that's, that's just me. Um, It'd be interesting to see if that lasts. <laughs> true. True. <laughs> Next question comes from Irish B Ball forty nine. Uh, row transfer worth it for a few week punt, or was this last week more of an anomaly for what we can expect point wise? Um, I would side towards it's more of an anomaly. I think row is good for production. I'm just not entirely sure that it's great at his price level and with their fixtures. Um, he doesn't really get that many bonus points is kind of the problem. So if he scores two goals like he did this week, it's he's going to get a lot. But you can see there are three weeks before he got a three, a four, and a three. So, I mean, he's got lots of capability to score points, but it's just not consistent and a little bit unsafe. Right. Last year he got five goals and five assists. I don't. I don't think he's going to, you know, blow those numbers away this year. Um, in general, the Revs, the midfield, the points can come from anywhere. One week it'll be Diego. One week it'll be Kelvin Rowe. You know, so I, you know, other than Lee Wynn, I don't think any Revs player is a 
you know, a really solid fantasy pick week in and week out. And that's only when everything gets ramped up. As of right now, the Revs are still not quite there yet. So I personally wouldn't pick up any player. Yeah, I'm not. I'm personally not a fan of chasing points. And as you know, you guys just alluded to his point total from last year. He scored five goals last year, and he has two in one game. I mean, I do agree that it's more of an, an anomaly, but I personally think that I know that Sam is on a bye this week, but I think for 8-7, you could get better players. You can get Sam at 8-7. Even Ishii at 8 is really consistent. Um, I just think that, you know, there's better better players out there for the price point to give you better value, and especially in the long term as well. Definitely, and I know lots of people probably are happy to see Chicago maybe doing better. Most of them probably live in Chicago. They have been struggling, and they he got these goals against San Jose, which does not have a fantastic away clean sheet record so far. All right, our next question comes from Mike that Tiger. With Via on a bye, what should I do at forward for next week? I already have the barrel. Yeah, forwards I'm kind of struggling with. You know, you know, Keane was brought up earlier. You know, he's always a solid pick, but it's a lot of money. Wando's doing good, but you know, Martin's is questionable with the injury, but I think he'll probably play. Um, I would probably go with Akindeli personally. If I was going to pick up another forward this week, or Kamara to plan for the double week, but I'm not super hot on him. Um. Yeah. You know, it's. Hey, like I said, the four-five-one. If you can do it, get it. Um, no, but uh, I think that um, you know, just kind of like how Jason said to uh, Keen, if he's in, um, I, I even though I like Lloyd as a defender this week, I think I mean Audie's been producing. He's been scoring goals, doing really well. Um, I think you know that could be a potential replacement. Um, if if Blas Perez is back in, I think he could be a pretty good. Uh, a shout too, since you're playing against the leaky Portland defense. Um, so if Bloss is back in, I would say pick him. Uh, Glory Man United for our last question asks: Do you expect Ribeiro to continue to produce? His 6.2 price tag is enticing if he's gonna keep getting chances. Also, Will Hoberg, I cannot pronounce that name. Still, Axel. Axel, get the starting spot back when he returns from his foot injury. Oh, I'm not going to be very helpful on this. I'm going to punt on both of those. I don't know if Oberg's going to get the starting spot back. I would sort of assume so, but I feel like assuming anything with Mastroini lineups is probably a bad idea, especially given that isn't more back from injury. So, I don't know. Um, Ribeiro, I don't really like buying forwards who are 6.2... Not because he's 6.2, just because I think you're so much better just paying for one or two high-priced forwards who are going to consistently get points. Um, he's in the mid, actually. Sorry? Yeah, he's a, mid, yeah, he's a midfielder yeah, playing as a forward. Midfielder. See, this is why I shouldn't answer this question. Uh, <laughs> he's a midfielder playing as a forward. No, by Hollingshead. There's my answer. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of... Uh, Ribeiro, I don't know how to say his name personally. Um, I, I mean, he's had I think what, like one or two decent games, um, but I don't think he's personally going to keep his starting spot. And uh, uh, Axel, I haven't had him yet, and you know, kind of like uh, what Simon said before, I with uh, Mastroni's 
tendencies to change the lineup on us all the freaking time. Doesn't matter who's healthy and who's injured. Um, I would stay away from uh, Axel personally. Yeah, I would say with Ribeiro, there's only there's really only one good game. He has zero, two, three, ten. So um, I wouldn't try to read too much into that ten yet. Maybe he'll be great, but I wouldn't. I would make any decisions based off that now. Well, excellent. Thank you so much, everyone, for sending us these questions. Uh, sorry for the few of the technical difficulties that we had during the the reading and answering of them. But uh, keep sending the questions in. If we didn't answer your question, uh, I'll try to respond to some of them back on the r slash fantasy MLS boards. But if not, uh, you're welcome to hit us up on Twitter, respond to the MLS Fantasy Boss version of this podcast, or, or join chat and just keep keep sending them and we'll try to answer as many as we can. So that being said, I'm going to plug the Our Fantasy MLS League prize status. Um, I'm still working on it. I've got some contacts. I'm just trying to see if they can ship me some stuff and what kinds of goodies might happen. Uh, the league, of course, is closed now so that we can be in compliance for getting the $200 gift card from MLS for having such an awesome league. I don't know if it's the largest one this year, but it's it's got to be up there. It's got to be up there. But the other league that I want to highlight this round is the MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast Hosts Head-to-Head League. Did you guys get a chance to check that out? I wasn't invited. Thanks, friends. You're a guest host. Oh, rude. I know. We, we'll fix it <laughs> next time. <laughs> I would, uh, that sucks when you get a 67 and you still get beat in head-to-head. <laughs> it's, it's a rough time. It's I know, but... But how many negatives have you guys taken? I wouldn't have gotten beaten in that part. I think you won this I didn't week, miss week, though. I did last week. Last week. This week you beat Fripp. Uh, Scott beat Black and Red, who is... No, Fripp beat a, me. A Fripp beat you, did he? Yeah, he came in... Well, I was I was up and feeling really good. Oh, he did. Then, he did. Oh, that then, sucks. Uh, Javier Morales put a bunch of people all across my board. If I lost, it was because of a Javier Morales, for sure. Oh, I think that, three that's... out of my nine head-to-head games went that way. Well, two of our former big, big-time big champions did go down this round. I beat Eternal, and uh, Scott beat Black and Red. We'll blame that on them not being on the show recently to hear all of our insights to guess what our moves are going to be. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> it was fun. Next round, I'm playing Fripp, so I'll get some revenge for you there, Jason. Uh, Simon, I think you're you're playing black and red. Yes, I am. I am looking for my first win of the season. I'm 0-4 right now. So I'm um, Jason not you're good. Travis, I, I'm in danger of being relegated, so <laughs> we'll relegate you and we'll bring Antioch up. That's that's what's gonna happen. Done and done. <laughs> that. Uh, now moving on to the top scores from the R Fantasy MLS League. Uh, this round the Congratulations goes to Brian David Smith, who's the manager of the Ridgy Rolls. He got 87 points this round. That's a fantastic score. Uh, good job. There were a bunch of people who had 85s and 86s, and but he's owned who got 87. So a lot of high-scoring people this round. Glad to see that happening. We still haven't had one of our league be the top overall scorer, I don't believe. Um, but I hope that's coming soon. And if it already has happened, then I apologize for forgetting who you were. Did any of you guys get to check out the team names this round? Yeah, they're good. I like that bird say caca. That's pretty funny from Jason Adams. That's that's a good name. 
well like done. that as well. Uh, I also like the play on on Colin's name, a red again, Colin. <laughs> I think uh, we were saying that very recently when the start of the season. That was from Brandon Chase, and then uh, the last one I liked was did Zeus see that? That was just clever from Logan Schultz. So. Thank you very much. You guys are, are very fun. I think it's possible to change names. Am I right? So if you want to switch up your names to see if we'll, we'll give it a shout-out, then by all means, go for it. So that is all that we have for tonight. Um, try to get as much answered as we can with these questions. But please keep checking back to the boards at our Fantasy MLS and to the chat in MLS Fantasy Boss because things, as you know from last week, last minute can always change, and you'll need those those conversations to help get the, the last-minute trades before before things lock. Do you guys have any other plugs or things coming up this week? Hashtag dare to Juralis again. Do it. You want to make your big announcement here, Antioch? Um, yeah, well, I got a job with Real Salt Lake. Um, I'm one of the account executives helping out with season ticket sales and game day operations. Um, so, yeah, it's really exciting to uh, work for you know a club that you love and support. So it's pretty stoked on that. So if you see him at Rio Tinto, say, hey, you're that guy from the podcast, and you'll be the only one who knows what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I'm the only guy on staff that actually has um, like a full sleeve of tattoos. So if you see anybody on the field or anything like that that has that, Come say hello to me. There we go. If I get a picture, maybe we'll post it up someplace, or at least give you a shout-out on the podcast. Perfect. I love that. Anything new with Fantasy Viz? Jason, I know that that's been really hot lately because of that, that new stuff you implemented. Yeah. Um, well, I've, been working, I've been trying to work on something for uh, for manager stats, but it's, I, don't I haven't really found time to really dig into it. But yeah, the live game stats thing, I think it's been pretty popular. Yeah, it's helped me out. Yeah, I wanted to yeah, give you props on that. I actually didn't know that you were the one that made that. So, yeah, if you guys listening here get a chance, check it out. It's fantastic for stats, who's in form and who's not. It's, it's a great way to kind of look to see what players you want and are in form. So it's pretty awesome. Well done, sir. I actually had that up on my, in my driving my son to soccer practice on my uh, phone in the car. That's probably not a good thing to do. But I was <laughs> watching, watching to see how my how Aristigueto was doing, which not so great. Mm, yeah. Well, I have a couple of, of uh, new things happening at MLS Fantasy Boss. We have a new writer. Uh, his name is Tyler Bartles, and he lives in Japan right now, but he is currently winning in the starting lineup head-to-head -head league, and he was interested in doing some writing. So he is now doing all the Boss's Breakdown series for, for MLS Fantasy Boss. So go ahead and give that a read. Give some feedback to Tyler. He's doing a great job with that. And then as I mentioned earlier, I've got an article coming out on Fantasy Football First, so just search that. For their EPL site, they're, they're getting some traction going with Fantasy MLS as well. And it's a my what-if wild card. So I know some people are ready to just just burn their team away and, and start over. So that's I have some suggestions. Uh, lots of the guys that we mentioned, like Lloyd, are going to be in there. I, I specifically focused on maximizing for these next couple of game weeks. And, of course, Travis is not here, but he's going to have an article coming up for MLS, so keep an eye out for that because I'm sure it's going to be great like they always are. Check out my other podcast, Dog and Deuce, uh, on Stitcher, iTunes, uh, All Sports Utah. It's good stuff. Right. And if there's nothing else... Then thank you, everyone, for listening, and good luck on your league this year. Thanks. Dare to Joe Ellis.